0: Hello, this is Meghnath from newslaundry.com, bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is October 30th, and the year 2020 is 82% complete. The big news of the day is about the COVID-19 pandemic. India's active coronavirus caseload has fallen below 6 lakh for the first time in nearly three months, which is 85 days, with 5.94 lakh active cases on Friday. A health ministry release issued today said the active caseload was 5.95 lakh on August 6th. The ministry said, quote, presently the active cases comprise only 7.35% of the total positive cases of the country, standing at 5,94,386. This has strengthened its trend of steady decline. India has also sustained its high number of recoveries. The total recovered cases stand at 73,73,375. India continues to be the topmost country with the maximum number of recovered cases globally. The difference between active cases and recovered cases is consistently increasing and stands at 67.7 lakh on Friday, unquote. The ministry added that 57,386 patients had recovered and had been discharged in the last 24 hours Whereas the new confirmed cases are 48,648 the national recovery rate has progressed to 91.15% of the new recovered cases 80% are observed to be concentrated in 10 states and Union territories. Kerala has contributed the maximum with more than 8,000 to the single day recoveries followed by Maharashtra and Karnataka with more than 7,000 recoveries each the release added that Kerala is still reporting a very high number of new cases with more than 7000 cases, followed by Maharashtra and Delhi with more than 5000 cases each. 563 case fatalities have been reported in the past 24 hours. Of these, 81% are concentrated in 10 states and union territories. Maharashtra has reported the highest single day deaths at 156, followed by West Bengal with 61 cases. Giving details of the COVID-19 tests, The ministry said that several states and union territories had exceeded the advised number of tests. The national average of tests per day per million population stands at 844. The figure for Delhi and Kerala has exceeded 3,000. Three BJP workers, including a local youth wing leader, were killed in a terror attack in Kulgam district of Jammu and Kashmir on Thursday. They were traveling in a car when terrorists fired at them in Waikipura area. A police statement said, quote, today at about 20-20 hours, Kulgam police received information about a terror crime incident at village Waikipura where terrorists had fired upon three BJP workers. Senior police officers reached the crime spot, unquote. They were shifted to a nearby hospital for treatment where they were declared as brought dead. Preliminary investigation revealed that victims were identified as Fida Hussein Yatu, Umer Rashid Beg, and Umer Ramzan Hajam. Prime Minister Narendra Modi took to Twitter and paid tributes to the three party workers. He tweeted, quote, I condemn the killing of three of our young Karyakartas. They were bright youngsters doing excellent work in Jammu and Kashmir. My thoughts are with their families in this time of grief. May their souls rest in peace. Unquote. National Conference leader Omar Abdullah condemned the attack and said, quote, Terrible news from Kulgam district of South Kashmir. I unequivocally condemn the targeted killing of three BJP workers in a terror attack. May Allah grant them place in Jannat and may their families find strength during this difficult time, PDP chief Mehbooba Mufti also gave condolences to those who lost their lives. The police have registered a case of murder. The area has been cordoned off and search for the terrorists is on several bjp workers have been killed in terrorist attacks in the last few months in july bjp leader sheikh wasim his father and brother were killed by terrorists in bandipura a month later a bjp serpent was shot dead in kulgam a day after a pakistan minister suggested his country was behind the pulwama terror attack in which 40 crpf personnel were killed Union Minister Prakash Javadekar has demanded that the Congress apologize to the country for conspiracy theories and remarks about the incident. Javadekar tweeted, quote, Pakistan has admitted its hand behind Pulwama terror attack. Now Congress and others who talked of conspiracy theories must apologize to the country. What has happened to the Congress? They say the opposite of the people's mood. In no country does it happen that there is mistrust of the armed forces, unquote. In February, on the first anniversary of the attack, Congress leader Rahul Gandhi had targeted the BJP, holding the governing party accountable for security lapses and asking, quote, who benefited the most from the attack, unquote. Rahul Gandhi also wanted to know the outcome of an inquiry into the attack. The Congress MP wasn't the only member of his party to attack the BJP on the issue. In March last year, B.K. Hari Prasad, a Karnataka Congress leader who has a history of controversial statements, said, quote, It looks like Narendra Modi had a match fixing with the people of Pakistan, unquote. Some context for you, dear listeners. On Thursday, Pakistan Minister Fawad Chaudhary had said, quote, Humne Hindustan ko mara. We hit India in their home, unquote. He later told NDTV that his statement has been misinterpreted He said, quote, Pakistan doesn't allow any terrorism, I was misinterpreted, unquote. Tamil Nadu governor Banwarilal Purohit has given his assent to the unanimously passed bill on 7.5% quota in admission to medical colleges for state government school students who qualify in the NEET exams. The approval comes a day after the governing AIA-DMK-led state government issued an executive order that bypassed the governor to implement the bill's provisions ahead of the admission process, which is set to start soon. The executive order was seen as a showdown between the AIA-DMK-led state government and the governor, an appointee of the BJP-led central government. Though the Tamil Nadu Assembly had passed the bill in September, Governor Purohit had said he would require an additional three to four weeks to decide on the bill. After approving the bill today, Purohit issued a statement explaining he had received a favourable opinion from the Solicitor General that the bill is in consonance with the constitution. The newly enacted law clears the deck for around 300 neat qualified government school students, largely from marginalised and underprivileged families, to secure admission in medical colleges, both private and state-run, from this academic year itself. With elections due in seven months, quota for government school students had become a prestige battle for Chief Minister E. K. Palani Swami. The AIDMK-led state government had failed to get exemption from NEET. The state government had abolished medical entrance tests in Tamil Nadu for nearly a decade, and allowed admission to its medical colleges purely on the basis of class 12th marks. DMK chief M.K. Stalin, who had recently led a protest to mount pressure on Purohit, thanked the governor saying, quote, DMK's protest and appeals by judges changed the government's stand. Whatever be the reason, social justice has won, unquote. PMK Chief Ramados has, however, demanded constitutional amendment to make governors respond to issues in a time-bound manner. The Indian Space Research Organization, ISRO, is gearing up to launch 10 satellites using Polar Satellite Launch Vehicle, PSLV, on November 7th. ISRO said that it would launch Earth Observation Satellite, RISAT-2BR2, codenamed EOS-01, and nine international commercial satellites from Sri Harikota in Andhra Pradesh. This will be the first launch by ISRO this year since the COVID-19 lockdown was enforced in March. In a statement, ISRO said that the launch is tentatively scheduled at 15.02 hours Indian Standard Time on November 7, 2020, subject to weather conditions. According to ISRO, the EOS-01, an Earth observation satellite, is intended for applications in agriculture, forestry, as well as disaster management support. On the other hand, the nine international customer satellites are being launched under a commercial agreement with New Space India Limited of the Department of Space. ISRO's upcoming launch scheduled for November 7th will be telecast live on the Space Agency's official website, as well as its YouTube channel, Facebook page, and Twitter handle. Also, due to the strict COVID 19 pandemic norms in place at Shri Harikota, ISRO said that gathering of media persons wasn't allowed and that the viewing gallery will be closed. And now for some steaming hot tea from the kettles of newslaundry.com. Dear listeners, as you know, my colleague and Kikash journalist Basant Kumar is in Bihar covering the ongoing elections. He has done multiple reports from the state covering different classes of people and what their demands are for this election. If you want to know more about what Basant is seeing, you should check out our podcast, Reporters Without Orders. It is hosted by Snig Dhaap, who is also my co-host for Daily Dose. She spoke to Basant about his Bihar adventures and the conversation is quite revealing. By the way, have you guys seen our new website yet? No? Please do check it out. It comes equipped with a smooth new user interface and a super efficient podcast player. You should try listening to reporters without orders on this podcast player. Also, as you know, newslaundry doesn't take any ads. So unlike the other news websites where you get annoying pop-ups all the time, you'll get none of that on newslaundry.com. You can now subscribe much more easily using the quick payment flow system too. Do try it out and do subscribe. Support Basan's work, support Snikdha's work, support our work, and pay to keep news free. That's all the news I have for you today. Have a great day or a good night, depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes, and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent.